part three. No, take three. Take three. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Just Another Murder Cast. Just Yay jam! Yay jam! Okay, so last week we had discussed doing. Oh, look. Okay, we discussed doing um, a podcast um, based off of um, a murder that, or not a murder, just a, just um, a crime from Oconee County. But well, it was a murder. Yeah, but it just yeah. But um, we're not going to do that this week. No, you went home. Why? I mean, I feel like if you're in Oconee or in around the area, there's you a lot of know. there's a lot of things going on around our county right now, and we just feel like it's best if we just kind of leave leave that alone for a little while. Yes, yes, we are. Okay. I didn't think about it for a minute, but yes. Uh, I mean, our our prayers, thoughts, and everything are with the county and the friends and family and mm-hmm. everyone involved. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now let's get on to. Something not with Oconee County. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right. So, um, I have an interesting case today. Yeah, so do I. Do you? Yeah. It's probably not going to be as good as yours. It never is. Stop it. But you ready to rock, paper, scissor this, or are you just going to go first? No. Okay. I'm rock, paper, scissoring. Winner goes first. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh. Yeah, you go first. Ooh. Yes, my rock going first name is so strong, but I hate it at the same time. <laughs> I did not like going first last week. Why? I don't know. Well, someone's got to go first. Mm, and it's you. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you excited? So this case, um, I feel like most everyone is going to know some some part of it, especially this first part I'm going to talk about. Right, you told me that this week, and yeah. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. But there's some more into it that I had no idea, so I was interested. I'm interested. All right, we're going to talk about the National Forest Serial Killer. Where is the National Forest? Is that the one that I see on the way to Greensboro? There's a lot of National Forces. For, forest. <laughs> for, for, forests. Forests. There's a lot of National Forests. Forests. Yes, so there is some on the way to Green County, or in Green County. Yes, um, when you pass the Iron Horse. Yes, yes, there mm-hmm. is. There's actually a little bit of it in Oconee County. Really? Oh, we're not talking about that. Right. All right, so we're going to talk first about Meredith Hope Emerson. Does that name ring your bell? No, it doesn't. You said I would know, but I don't. <sighs> so Meredith um, was born in, on June 20th, 1983. So, she's not that much older than me. Okay. Um, she was born in Charleston, South Carolina, but she was raised in North Carolina, I think. Okay. Love Charleston. Yes. And just to bring it closer to home, she graduated from UGA. Oh, okay. In 2005. So, when I was graduating high school, she was a lot smarter than me graduating college. Holy shit. But she graduated with honors and had a bachelor's. How old was she? I mean, like, she's only a few years older than me. So, four years older than me. So, four years in college. And like, Wait, when did she graduate? In 2005. Okay, hold on. Okay. So, 83, 93, 2003. Right? Yeah, so she would have been 22, which is normal graduation date. Oh, um, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't math. Oh, my feet stink. I have to. Oh, maybe it's not. Okay. Well, if you smell something rank, it's not my badge. It's my feet. Are you leaving that part in? Okay. Um, anyways, 
Meredith graduated in 2005, a normal time for people to graduate. Uh, I'm thinking, I literally started doing the math in my head. I was like, she was fucking 12. <laughs> no. Okay, well, that's why I didn't graduate <laughs> at 12. <laughs> Clearly. But she had a bachelor's degree in French and graduated with honors. So we're pretty smart girl. Not only that, but she had like a blue belt in Taekwondo. Judy. Judy Chop. Don't go Judy shopping knowing that. Or don't go ninja and nobody that doesn't need ninja. 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 Um, so. Ninja. That's what Spence says. Ninja. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Focus. I'm like okay, relaxed. Focus. Y'all, I'm laying we're back. We're literally sitting on the bed in here because we realized last week it was so loud. So now we're in a bedroom and I'm literally laying in the bed. So it's the New Year's. It's um, January 1st, 2008. Okay. And Mary. Oh, I was turning 18. Okay. Bless it. And Meredith is um, starting off her New Year's right. We're going for a hike. Ugh. I mean, I like to hike. I don't like to hike. I don't no. like to run, but like, oh, hike. No, hike, no. Nah. But I, I better see something pretty. Oh, I don't like, I don't, I don't like um, bugs. I don't like mosquitoes, and I'm fat. Well, I'm all those things too. But. No, I don't like mosquitoes and bugs and ants. I'm a big fear, of, I have a big fear of ants. So like out in nature, like the only time I really like to be outside is like, if I'm drinking on a patio. But you camp. Yeah, I stay inside a lot. Or I'm drinking on the patio. Okay. All right. Well, Meredith is doing better than you because she's going hiking. And she graduated early. <laughs> she did not graduate early. She graduated on time. Okay. But with honors. So she's super smart. Okay. Um, she ha- she likes dogs. Okay. She has a black lab. <gasps> Love labs. Named Ella. Of course. I feel like Bella, is Bella, Ella, whatever. Bella, Ella. Yeah, it's like a popular dog name yeah it is it was at the twilight era i don't know when twilight came out me neither okay all right sorry she goes hiking where um the national forest the national forest at blood mountain Ooh, where's that it's in north georgia and i think it's the highest peak in georgia oh no um yeah you wouldn't know because you don't like to hike but i would like to go there it'd be pretty but i you know like i need someone to like carry me up Yes, yeah. they have like an elevator system. I wish, but I feel like I get up there and you look around. And you're like, oh, okay. I oh, see. I like looking around. Like I could sit there, like put the hammock up, lay there for a while. I don't like heights either, though. I'm just a negative Nancy over here. I see, we need Jordan back. Okay, we're good. All right. Um, we go hiking on the first. On the second, gone. Yep. Meredith's roommate called her boyfriend, Stephen, and said, Meredith hasn't come home. I haven't seen her. She, she redheaded? Uh, no. I feel like Meredith is a redhead name. I don't know any Merediths that are redheaded. I do. Sorry. Well, it's fine. Okay. So, Meredith doesn't come back. Roommates call Stephen and says she's not back, and I don't. I haven't seen her. So, Stephen does what any good boyfriend would do, and he drives to Blood Mountain Finds her car in the parking lot and it's not disturbed. Like it just is like she just parked it there. Hmm. He um, calls the sheriff's office and they place an overdue hiker. Overdue hiker. Yeah. So overdue hikers like someone went hiking and they haven't come out. So maybe they got hurt. They got lost. So basically like you should be home and it's overdue. Yeah. So we're going to start like a, a search and rescue. So. That's where, like, the fire department or search and rescue, whoever does it, would go in and start searching the area for her or any signs. Okay. And then the sheriff's office also treats it like a missing person where they – so the fire department 
treats it like the person's there and we've got to find them. Mm -hmm. The sheriff's office treats it like the person's not there and we got to find where they are. That's good, right? Both angles. It is both angles and it's good. Um, So the shirt, the search, the shirt. Yeah, so the search starts. They search your car. They search the trail. Um, they pull her phone records and don't really find anything. Are you going to go to sleep on me? No, I'm visualizing in my okay. head. Big search and rescue. Contact the GBI. They have a pretty big search to find her. I mean, we're searching everywhere. They've taken over, like, shelters. They have a huge effort. I don't know if you've ever been part of a search and rescue here in Oconee. Have you ever seen any? No. But it's a big deal. Like, a lot of people come out. But this is a much bigger area than what we have around here. So, they have way more people. Okay. I mean, it's just swarming with people. The GBI does things right. And they, you know, get her on the news. The news plays a big part in this. And um, they start getting tips. Really? Yeah. So, on the second, a man named Seth Blankenship comes forward. And he says that while he was hiking, he found one part of the trail, things seemed to be like there had been a struggle or a fight or something. And he found that odd. While he was there, he found, like, water bottles laying on the ground, a police baton, a leather dog leash, some dog treats, like, all kinds of things. Does she have a dog? Her dog is with her hiking, yes. Okay. He also says that he had seen the police baton before with an older man. (sighs) And he thought that that was kind of weird and gathered up all the things and... Search for the man that he had seen. And then when he couldn't find him, dropped it off at, a, at like a local gas station or something. Like something so that maybe he would go there and find it. Right. Um, some of the reports that I looked at, because I looked at a bunch of different things, said that Seth actually saw Meredith and this man hiking together. And then some say that it wasn't Seth, that it was just other hikers saw them hiking together. And then also saw an older man hiding in the woods But when they got to talk to other hikers, they decided to go search for the man because they thought it was weird. Right. But they couldn't find him. Okay. Also, on the second, another tip comes forward from a John Taber. And he calls to say that his former employee, Gary Michael Hilton, had called him that day asking for money. Um, I have heard that name before. Oh, yeah. You're going to know the name. Okay. 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 I'm investigating. So, he calls and asks him for money. Now, Gary Michael Hilton had worked for him before, but had gotten fired when he threatened him. Mm. He threatened to kill him and his family and asked for large sums of money. Apparently. His boss? He did that to his boss? Yeah. Okay, that's a surefire way to get fired. Right? (laughs) So, he calls John and says, hey, I need this money. And John says, I'm going to leave you a check at one of my, my place of business. Some reports say that Gary Michael Hilton went and picked up the check, and some say that he never showed up. Okay. But either way, John Taber said that he matched the description of the man that was hiding in the woods and had been seen hiking with Meredith, and that he was going to come here and pick up this check. Well, police went and, like, staked out. But either he never came or he had already been there to pick up the check. It depends on what source you're reading. Okay. But because 
Gary Michael Hilton had worked for John Tower. He mm-hmm. had all of his information. Mm-hmm. His date of birth, his wife's name, that he drove a white Chevy Astro van, the tag number. First of, of all. Yeah, creeper. That's enough. That's <laughs> You're, okay, You're done. Y'all up. You're in the white Astro You van. have the white candy van, and I don't want free candy, but thank <laughs> no, you, sir. No, thank you. Okay. And I'm fat. <laughs> cake in there? You better show me the cake. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see it first. Let me see You the cake. take a bite before I take a bite. Okay? Right. But then give me the rest. They use the media, and they, you know, put this out, like his information and things like that. They also find that someone has been using Meredith's credit card or debit card. But they haven't actually been able to get money out. So they go to an ATM. They try to get the money out, but they're putting in the wrong PIN number. So they're not getting any money. We're just guessing. Uh, Kind of. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. So they release photos of Gary Michael Hilton, and they are very forthcoming and saying, this is our person of interest. This is who we want to talk to in reference to the um, missing person, Meredith Emerson. Okay. On January 4th, Another person calls in and says, I saw an older man and a young woman. Woman, um, They were camping near a white van. I had gotten stuck in the mud and I went up and asked the man for some help getting out. And he refused. Wasn't very nice about it. What a dick. Right? And then packed up really fast and fucking left the area. Like, with the girl? Yeah, with the girl. They're gone. Was camping. she like hanging out too or did she look? Did they say that? And they didn't say. Okay. But it's suspicious. 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 So later that day on the 4th, this is, so she went hiking on the 1st, mm-hmm. reported missing on the 2nd. So on the 4th, which is when that witness calls in, um, her dog is found in Cumming, Georgia. So that's, The girls, the lab? Yeah, the lab, Ella. Is, I mean, Cumming's not too far from there. It's but, 60 miles. Oh, shit. I thought it was shorter than that. Okay. No, 60 Damn. miles from where Meredith How, was Where was her dog found? Um, In a grocery store parking lot. Shite. Uh, that's so sad. Right? So, uh, uh, somebody saw it and called it in. Oh. So, while they're there and they search the area... They find a bunch of bloody clothing, some bloody men's boots, and they find Meredith Emerson's purse in her wallet. And that was all found in a dumpster, like, across from where the store was. Also, they find another boot there, and they find that to be Cheryl Dunlaps, which, just remember that name. I know we don't know that name yet, but just remember it for later. Cheryl. Miss Cheryl. Okay. Also on the 4th, another witness comes forward. And he calls 911 and he says, you know that man you're looking for in the white Astro van that's on all over the news for this missing girl? Yeah, he's here at this gas station and he's cleaning out his white van, keeps putting stuff in the trash and everything. He even offers to take the man down. He's like, y'all better hurry up and get here because this mf is right here right now. Like, y'all better come on. They said don't take him down. No, because this is a dangerous man. You don't I don't give a shit. If you can take him down, take him down. Yeah, well, if you are the 911 dispatcher, you don't tell people to take murder. Okay, down. but then the 911 dispatcher could be like, I'm not going to advise that you do that. But like, <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah, but like, if you do it, I'm going to tell. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Well, it doesn't matter because police swarm the area. They get there before he leaves? Yeah. They get there and they find Hilton and he is trying to clean out his van. He has got bleach dumping in there and he is vacuuming that shit out. So not only that, 
they find in and around the van bloody clothing, bloody blankets. And, like, he had taken the bloody blankets and put them in the fucking trash can. Like, no one was going to notice that. Mm. Like, we weren't going to notice that you just threw away all this bloody stuff. Um, and the blood that they find in the car. Oh, Meredith. Matches Meredith. But they didn't find Meredith. Please tell me they find Meredith. Well, they interview him. Because they want to know, you know, tell me what's going on. We, we know that you were with her. We have reports of people seeing you with her. And, and her fucking blood is in your truck. Right? So yeah. where is she? Hilton says that Meredith fought him tooth and nail the entire time that she was with him. And she almost got away from him several times. Good for her. Before he kidnapped her, they actually hiked for a while together. I mean, I think he had a dog throughout this. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mention that dog because it's not that dog's fault that his father was a murderer. Right. Um, but they actually hiked together for a little while. And then he wasn't able to keep up with Meredith going up the mountain. So he eventually hangs back and hides in the woods. That's when people saw him hiding in the woods. And then he like, is he like an attractive man? Like, no. Would they hide? Okay, I didn't know if it was one of but those But he was, you know, like if he's in, he's in his 60s and she's in her 20s. And okay. Charismatic. Yeah. Maybe. Isn't, aren't like serial killers yeah. they can sometimes be. And so... Reports, I mean, people say that he's a cool dude and he's a little strange, but he's cool. And so it may be someone that you would hike with and not me because I'm crazy and I don't like anyone. And I don't hike, so. Well, you don't hike, but, you know, a nicer person right. would hike with him. Um, But he's unable to keep up with her. Mm-hmm. So he eventually hides and waits for her to come back. Down what the fur? And then attacks her. Okay. So, so, so. Fuck you. <laughs> um, once, um, I'm replacing so with um, it's your fault. Oh my God, y'all. I have to edit out every time she says so and um, and I'm telling you, it takes me six hours to edit because every time she says so, um, we, I have to edit that straight You out. interrupt me so much, I have to get back into it. I know. I know. It's, it's fine. I mean, that's how podcasts are. But mm-hmm. Just get used to the so and the ums. Mm-hmm. Gary Michael Hilton attacks Meredith, and that's where you find the police baton and all that stuff that was found on the trail. That Seth found. Yeah, that Seth found. Okay. Overpowers her, and then puts her in his white Chevy Astro van Mm. and drives her around town. He takes her to multiple banks and is trying to withdraw money from her account, but she does not give him the right PIN number. She just refuses to give him the right PIN number. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the banks don't notice that this is happening. Let me tell you something. My fucking bank would notice it because if I do one thing, like I'm telling you, if I would draw or if I spend like over $100, my bank shuts down my shit. They're like, nah, it ain't her. It ain't her. Figure it is. All the time, at least once every three months, they're like, fraud. And I'm like, no. (laughs) So my bank is not that bad. (gasps) I get a new card all the time. But I do get a lot of messages if they think that something weird is going on. You know? I just don't spend money. I get messages if my card, if I put like the wrong um, zip code or the wrong whatever number in in the card. And I get a message from my bank and they're like, hey, are you okay? If I put the wrong zip code in, my bank's like, shut her card down. Fraud. Or if I put in the wrong, if I put in Spence's pin code instead of mine. Fraud, shut it down. I have to wait 10 days to get a new card. Then they forget to send me a new card. So then it's like 30 days later. I fucking hate them. Okay, sorry. Well, her bank doesn't notice this. But it is 2008. So we've progressed a lot Mm -hmm. since then. 
Hilton, rest nothing. <laughs> Hilton ends up um, driving Mer- Meredith to a place, I think, where the one guy said that he saw them, where he got stuck. Okay. And they camped there for three days. And, and he, sh- she never left? She, well, she can't. She can't get away. He's beat her. Like, beats her face, gives her black eyes. Nobody saw this? Nope. And she can't get away. And keeps giving him fake pin numbers, and that pisses him off. On the 4th, so the day that he's caught, Mm -hmm. on the same day, he tells Meredith, who's been with him this entire time, that he's going to let her go home. She's going home. She's tied to a tree. Oh, yeah, she's tied to a tree for a lot of it. It's not like she's just hanging out. That's what I'm, okay. Um, Just hanging out with him, like, I don't like you. Yeah, that's what I She's tied to a tree. She can't get away. Okay. So... She's tied to the tree. He tells her she's going home, and then he leaves. She's worried he never come, is not going to come back, and actually says that to him when he does come back. But he knows that he can't let her live because she's seen his face. He hits her in the head with a tire iron or car jack handle mm. and kills her. Instantly? Like um, a couple blows. Ugh. So then he decapitates her. Oh, my God. Ugh. He covers her body with leaves, and he drives an hour away and disposes of the head. So, she's still in the woods? Yeah, he leaves her in the woods. And they didn't find her. Well, this is on the 4th. Oh, okay, I'm with it. So, okay. she's not, she doesn't get killed until the 4th, and that's the day that he's he's arrested anyways. Okay. He drives and disposes of the head, and he says he couldn't kill the dog. He couldn't kill Ella, because he even had a hard time killing Mer- Meredith. He quotes, you got to remember, we had spent several good days together. So, he had a hard time killing Meredith. What the fuck? Right? During all this that he's driving around to try and use her pin number and stuff, mm-hmm. he stops at a couple of stores and makes phone calls. And all of the people that had seen him felt horrible. They were like, she was alive in that van that was parked right outside. And we could have saved her, but we didn't know. Anytime you see a white... Right, man, just go look. Yeah, just go, do a little. Excuse me. Yeah. Anybody in here against their will? <laughs> <laughs> he pleads guilty to her murder on January 30th of 2008. So, like, she's kidnapped on the January 1st of 2008. And January, he's not even having it. No, January 30th. Mm-hmm. He pleads guilty, but he only pleads guilty because he got a plea deal. That says that he will lead them to her body if they will take the death penalty off the table. Okay. So, I'll show you where she is, but you can't kill me. Mm-hmm. And they agree because, you know, the family deserves to re- have her, you know, rest in peace. She doesn't deserve to be out in the woods. Right. And he is given for the murder of Meredith. Life without the possibility, or with the possibility of parole in th- With? With the possibility of parole in 30 years. What? Okay. So, what county is this in? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be Fulton County, right? Coming? No, because that's not where he killed her. Mm-hmm. So, Lumpkin County. White County. Sure. Okay. I'm with it. I think it's White County for real. So, we're going to talk about... Gary Michael Hilton a little bit more. Oh my gosh, is he? Where is he from? White County? Nope. Where? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. 
He was born 11-26-1946 in Atlanta, Georgia, but he was raised in Florida mm-hmm. because they moved to Florida in 1958. So, he was, what, 12 when they moved to Florida? Okay. At the age of 13. He killed somebody. He shot his stepfather. Shut the fuck up. Stepfather didn't die and chose chose not to press charges against him. <laughs> but he didn't have, like, a great life. Some say that he was sexually abused by his mother. Some say that he was abused by his stepfather. Mm-hmm. Obviously, things aren't going great if you get a little shooty at your stepfather at the age of 13. A little shooty, a little trigger happy. A little trigger happy. Um, he serves in the Army from 1964. That's not a place for him to go already shooting people. 1964 to 1967, he's in the Army. Okay. 67, he gets honorably, honorably discharged because he's diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh. I could have seen that one coming. He is married either three or four times. I swear to God, I read three. And then there was another thing that like had the timeline listed out. And there were four women that he was married to. Why are, why are we raising our hand? Um, because I would just like to say that my person and your person should be married. Okay, God. They should be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Married four times. Married three or four times. The last woman that he is married to works at Stone Mountain. Still? I don't think she still works there, but she did at the time of the murders. <gasps> oh, I bet she's like, thank fucking God I got out of there. No, I think they were still married. When Shut he- up! Yeah. Oh, did she divorce I, him right after that? Yeah, I didn't bring any of his wife's names into it because I feel like it's not their fault. It's not their fault. You're smart. Just like I didn't bring the dog into it because it's not the dog's fault. Yeah. You shouldn't have brought Ella into it. I'm just, okay, never mind. Please continue. Ella is an important part she of is, the story. She is. Where's Ella now? Um, it's 2008, so she's probably not alive. You're so rude. So we're going to talk about his pension for crime. He's arrested multiple times for arson, a DUI, possession of drugs, carrying a weapon without a license, theft by deception, solicitation, and theft by taking. Some of those multiple times. Okay, so why is he still free? Well, because those are not horrible crimes. But if yeah. it's like multiple times, I mean. Yeah. He's arrested all these multiple times. Multiple times for some of those things, too. Yeah, but not like, just once. Okay. I'm just confused as to, like, why are we not monitoring him? I mean, I, I know that, like, it's not their responsibility to, like, fully monitor. Like, at least put an ankle monitor on him. Well, I mean. When you have, like, that many charges. That's a lot of different charges. But this, you know, he's in his 60s by the time he is found guilty for this murder. Okay. Another note of interest. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of the movie Deadly Run? Because I had not. Mm-mm. But you better believe I'm going to go watch it. We're going to watch it. In 1995, he helps produce this movie. What? Right? The movie is about a psychopath killer who releases abducted women into the mountain wilderness and then hunts them down. What? Yes. He met the- I think I've seen that. But what? Yeah. I haven't seen it. But we're going to watch it. Yep. He meets the guy that is producing it or has something to do with it or writing it. Mm -hmm. And he actually comes up with the concept for it. Shit. No joke. And it's... Well, there's red flag number 467. So, yeah. So, just just in case, red, red flag. Uh Uh-huh. That's like a deep red. Yeah. Like new blood red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most people don't just start murdering in their 60s. So they're looking into things, and he's linked to several other murders. Really? The first one that he is linked to, the disappearance and murder of Irene and John Bryant. 
Irene is 84 and John is 80. At the time of their murder, had been married for 58 years. Oh, my God. They loved the outdoors and had a very active lifestyle. And this, at times, made them difficult to be reached because they were going places, doing things. Right. On October 21st of 2007, Irene and John drive to Pigsga. It, not pigs. Pisca. Pisca. P-I-S-G-A-H. National Forest. Pigsaw. Pigsaw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, Pigsaw. Yeah. Kind of thing. That okay. National Forest in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's 20 miles from their home. At 4 p.m., Irene tries to call 911, but the call doesn't go through. Oh. October 22nd, 2007, at 7 p.m., a bank withdrawal is made from their account. Security footage shows a tall and slender man wearing a hooded raincoat. Investigators are unable to identify him, but they know that it's not Irene or John. Mm. November 2nd, 2007, the Bryant son, Bob, report them missing. Bob lives in Texas. So they went hiking on the 21st, and on the 2nd, they're reported missing. But I get it. I get why it took so long, because he lives in Texas. Right. You know, if I didn't have a lot of family here, I'm sure that... I could go for a while without right being found. And this is 2007, so it's not like today where everything is just super easy to talk to everybody. I mean, it was easy, but it was not the same. All right, so that's the second. On the second, they're reported missing. November 9th, 2007, Irene's body's found. Where? It is only 100 yards from the vehicle, uh, from, from their vehicle. Damn. She is covered in leaves and sticks. And she had been beaten pretty bad. And the cause of death was a blow to her head. Oh, my God. So, that's November, November 9th, 2007. Okay. February 5th, 2008. So, this is after Meredith has already been killed, right? Because right. Meredith was killed. January. Yeah, in January of 2008. So, right. February 5th, 2008, hunters find John's body. What? In the, in the forest. It, yeah. But is it like him to kill men? We don't know much about him. This is only the second okay, and third murder that okay. we're being convicted of or that we're being tied to. Okay. So we're going to fast forward to March of 2012. Oh, okay. Hilton pleads guilty to killing Irene and John. He says that he waited in the parking lot for a victim and that he killed Irene first because he didn't think that he could tr- control the two of them at the same time. So, he chose to kill the woman first. Chose to kill the woman first. Okay. Um, he kidnapped John and drove to Natahala National Forest. Nanahala. 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 I'm sorry. Nanahala mm-hmm. National Forest. Miss, I don't hike anywhere. I just know the Nan- Lake Nanahala. Nanahala. Mm-hmm. They walk 30 feet down an abatement and Hilton shoots John in the head. God, fuck. So, he's just wanting money. They, but, and like, he's just like telling him all this? Yeah, he, he tells him. He's given <laughs> another plea deal. What's this plea deal? He pleads guilty to robbery mm-hmm. and firearm offenses as well as the murder in exchange for four life sentences. So now we have five life sentences. I'm so confused. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to talk oh, about... Oh, because he could have been put to death on this one yes. too. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. So now we're going to talk about Cheryl Dunlap. You remember Cheryl? Yes. The Cheryl. Girl. Cheryl is a nurse. She's a Sunday school teacher, and she has two grown sons. On December 1st, 
2007. She goes hiking at Apalachicola. Okay. National Forest. And that's just outside of Ten- Ta- or Tallahassee. Okay. On the 2nd, so December 2nd, 2007, she doesn't show up to teach her Sunday school. And that's not like her. Okay. On the 3rd, she doesn't show up for work as a nurse. So on the 4th, her car is found with a flat tire on the shoulder of Highway 319. And a search is conducted of the area, but they don't find anything. So during this search, they find that a man has been using her ATM card, her debit card. He used it on December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And when they pull the footage, he is wearing a rubber mask, gloves, and a hat. And they can't identify him. They stake out the ATM in hopes that he's going to come back. But he never does. On... December 7th, 2007, a forestry agent runs Hilton's tag number. Now, I know that we know that he's murdered people, but at that time, nobody knew. Okay. So, it wasn't suspicious that just, here's a white Astro van, this is the tag number. Mm-hmm. December 15th, 2007, hunters find Cheryl's remains, and she had also been decapitated. That makes my stomach churn! Right? Yeah. So, prior to these murders, just another piece of putting him in the area. So, like, more information that says that he was in the area. Mm-hmm. A hunter comes forward and says that he actually spoke with Hilton and warned him about the dangers of being in the woods during hun- um, hunting season. If only we had been so lucky. Right? Mm-hmm. That hunter was later able to pick him out of a lineup. So, that helps prove he's in the area. Just like Meredith, investigators believe that Cheryl was kept alive from se- for several days before he killed her. And then he ends up burning her head and her hands in his campfire to try and get rid of some of the evidence. Oh, oh my God, my stomach. I'm going to shit all over the place and vomit at the same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he leaves her car on the side of the road and puts a hole in the tire with his police baton so that people think, oh, she, you know, had a... a a tire here or something. Or a blowout here or something. February 28th of 2008. So he's already killed Irene and John. He's already killed Cheryl. And we've killed Meredith at this point. We've already pled guilty to killing Meredith. Right. And kept getting all these fucking plea bargains. Yes. He is indicted on murder, kidnapping, and grand theft. But unlike the other murders, he doesn't get a plea deal for this one. They're just like, no, bro. No. No. You've had enough. So, so is he like, oh, well, then I'm just not going to tell you nothing. Yeah, he didn't tell him nothing. Shut up. What a dickwad. But he's found guilty and sentenced to death. Is he now? Yes. Huh. So we have five life sentences and now a death sentence. Couldn't get out of it this time, motherfucker. No. And in doing my research, I found that the convictions uphold, upheld in 2020. So he's still alive. He's not been put to death yet. But they're like, nah, nah, kid, you ain't getting out. Holy crap. You stay in there. Decapitation absolutely terrifies me. Right? Like, just the word. Like, yeah. How little do you think of people? So, he's only been charged with these four murders. Mm -hmm. But people say you don't start killing in your your 60s. Like, you don't become a serial killer in your 60s. You're born with it? Maybe you're born with it? Yeah. So Maybe it's... Maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) Maybe it's murdering. (laughs) 
So there are other possible victims. So we're going to talk about a few of them. Okay. There's a ton of them. But I only brought up the ones that have, like, some credibility to them. Okay. Or don't have other suspects. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, because there's a ton. The first one was 12 one of 1994, and a 19-year-old by the name of Melissa Witt goes missing in Fort Smith, Arkansas. She was last seen at a local bowling alley. Okay, what well, was he, do we have any, like, was he there? Was he, I don't know, maybe with the army? Was he, like, stationed there? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hold on. Next week, can we put, can we do homework to where we see if he's stationed in Arkansas at some point? Yeah. Because that would be fucking awesome. Well, yeah. not that would be awesome. You know. Yeah. I just feel like okay, we would yeah. be solving. Okay. Solving some murders over yeah. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, January 13th, 95, hunters find her body. Um, she's naked. And her remains are found near a rock that looks like it was made to be like a headstone. Mm-hmm. Like someone was sad. So, you know. Well, you know, he says it is hard for him to kill those people. Yeah. So, the next one is Judy Smith. Mm-hmm. On April 10th of 97, Judy and her husband, Jeffrey, fly to Philadelphia. Jeffrey is there to attend a conference. And Judy's going to go sightseeing while he is in the conference. Mm-mm. She is in the hotel when he leaves for the conference, and when he comes back, she can't, or he can't find her anywhere. There are several possible sightings around the city, and most describe Judy as someone that is having some kind of psychological problems, like something's going on. Right. The people that see her, or the people in her life? The people that see her around the city. shit. September 7th, 1997, Hunter's in... What, how do you say P-I-S-G-A-A? Pigsaw? Yeah. Pigsaw National Forest. Remember, we've heard about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, discover bones around the shallow grave, and they're confirmed to be Judy's. Oh, my gosh. That has to be him. It's in the same place. But there's differences. What? So, first of all, the clothing and the bones that they found show that she's been stabbed. He's not really stabbed Well, anyone. maybe he changed his, like... Yeah, because this is 97, so this is, like, 10 years before... Yeah, maybe he changed the way he was doing going about it. Um, and other things that are different is that she has money and jewelry that are found next to her, and he the whole point of his killing is trying to obtain money from people. It can change. It can change. Um, there are reports in Asheville that say that people saw Judy alone. And they never saw her with anyone. So, a lot of people believe that Judy actually went to Asheville by herself. Like, that she chose From to Philadelphia? There. From Philadelphia. She was like, fuck this. I'm going to the middle of goddamn nowhere in fucking Asheville. That's the worst place. And we're ha- well, you just hate Asheville for different reasons. I fucking hate Asheville. Because you were pregnant. I mean, I'm telling you, all I wanted was processed food and everything is there. Like, what organic? And I'm like, no, I don't want your bean sprouts. I want some fucking french fries. I don't want your... Your yogurt french fries. I want some fucking fries. Well, okay, you don't Thank have you. to go back. I will not go back. <laughs> and then I had flan. It's like fucking jello. And I like jello, but it's like somebody took yogurt and jello and combined it and then put a little <coughs> extra hardener in it. So it's just like, it's this hard. Ugh. You don't have to go back. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Sorry, I don't know how I got all in that. That oh, really ain't. <laughs> no, God. Nobody. She obviously didn't go there on her own because nobody would. Nobody. 
Um, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so it's it's kind of that one's kind of like an up in the air. Mm-hmm. She could have left on her own. He could have still killed her there. Mm-hmm. Or you know who knows? Nobody really knows what happened. But she, she was still in the pig saw forest. Yeah, she didn't get stabby stabby on herself because there's no murder up in there. Mm-mm. So now we're gonna fast forward. From 97 to April 15th, 2004, and Patrice, and I can't say her last name, but she goes, E-N-D-R-E-S? Andres? I guess that could be it. Mm-hmm. She goes missing from her hair salon. Nope. 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 And this is in Cumming, Georgia. Nope. Nope. Which is nope. also where he was found. Oh, the dog. Yeah, okay. She goes missing from there, and apparently there was like a 12-minute gap in between customers. And in that 12 minutes, she goes missing. What? Where'd she go? Nobody knows. On December 2005, so over a year later, her remains are found 10 miles from her hair salon behind a church. Was she decapitated? I don't think so. Okay. During this investigation, one woman comes forward, and she claims that she saw a white van in the parking lot. And this was before they knew anything about the white vans. Before okay. they knew anything about it. But she later recants that story. She says, what a- I'm just kidding. That's not true. Oh, what a hooker. Right? How does that make sense? No, stick with it. Also, another serial killer, Jeremy Brian Jones, mm-hmm. confesses to this murder. Oh. But he's ruled out because the information that he gives, like... Things about her body and where the body was actually found are false. So maybe he killed somebody else? Yeah. So they that one's ruled out. And then investigators openly rule out Hilton as a suspect, but they don't really say why. They're just like, that eh, wasn't him. Uh, maybe it was. I'm, you know, I, like, how, many I, sus- how many serial killers are in one town? Right? Like, that's enough. And I don't know if coming was as big then as it is now. I have family in coming. I prefer no serial killers to be there. Yeah. December 7th, 2005, Rosanna Malini disappears while vacationing in Cherokee, North Carolina. She's last seen around noon. She calls her father earlier in the day and tells him he's or that she's going to go hiking on the Appalachian Trail. <sighs> these, these hikers, man. Mm-hmm. Some eyewitnesses put her in Bryson City and say that she rents a storage space in Bryson City. Ain't nothing in Bryson City either. Right? Fuck that. On the two-year anniversary of this, like a media mm-hmm. thing was came on, and a clerk of a liquor store calls and says that she had actually seen Rosanna, you know, before, and that she sold Rosanna a bag or a book bag, maybe a sleeping bag, but some something. She sold her something there. And says that Rosanna was with an older man that she thinks was in her 60s. He had gray hair and was possibly wearing a hairpiece. And that Rosanna seemed off. Like something wasn't right. If you, I feel like if somebody comes into my store and like I can feel that they're off, I give them the like, you, you okay? Right? Yeah. yeah. Or I would like, you know, like I think I would end up calling the police before I let them leave. Right? If you have that gut feeling, right? If you have that feeling, yeah. yeah. And... June of 2009, so she goes missing in 2005. In June of 2009, a private investigator releases a sketch of the man that the clerk saw with her. And that man does resemble Hilton, but not enough to... We're going to have to find that drawing. Yes. So nothing's ever found. No money was ever taken from her account. There was a report that a deposit was made into the account. 
But, you know, who anybody could have made that deposit. Well, if somebody would make a deposit in my account. Right? It could have even been, like, a direct deposit for all right. of them. So, I have one more to talk about. And that one's in Athens. What? In Athens. No! So... December 29, 2007, a UGA student, um, Kaylee Bywater, disappears from Memorial Park in Athens. She was walking her dog there. When was this? 2007. <gasps> On January 11, 2008, her body is found in the lake, and drowning is listed as the official cause of death, but nobody can say how she got into the lake, like why she was Where was the, the dog? The dog was actually found running outside of her apartment, and that was when she was listed as missing. Oh, my gosh. But there's nothing to tie him to that case other than a girl went missing in Athens. And I'm pretty sure they even did, like, this whole thing that said, it is not related. He Mm -hmm. is not related to this. I remember it, and I remember people saying that she seemed to be having some kind of, like, mental breakdown while she was out there. But it's still strange. Like, it's hard to drown yourself. So, something mm-hmm. had to have happened to get her into the lake. Right. So, these are just a few of the other cases that mm-hmm. he is tied to. But there were so many more. So many more that people suspect him in. But he is not actually, like, linked to or convicted of. We need we need answers. I need right. you to find answers. So, I also want to cite this. Oh, I'm so proud! Okay. okay. Because I did, a, I found a lot of different places, a lot of different things, but the bulk of the information I got was from Reddit. Oh, my what? God. I love Reddit. Right? And it was from a thread that was from Lisa Greenhouse. Lisa Greenhouse. Thank you so much. Because Becker. it was so well put together. It made it easier for you to put it together. Made it easier. And so I would like start reading and I'm like, okay, I want to touch on this more and I would go find a different source and then I would come back and be like, okay, we're going to do this. That's really smart. I need to start doing it like that. It was so nice. Okay, but I want pictures of the um, the sketch. Um, I want pictures. I'm writing it for you so we don't forget so we can post them too. Okay. We want pictures of the sketch. Um, what else do we want pictures of? Uh, you wanted her car. Oh, wait. I have one her more Her car thing. is a Cavalier. And it was covered in snow, so it was white. So, that's what makes me think about it. So, I have one more picture to show you. Okay. Which I'm calling BS on. Okay. One of the YouTube videos that I watched, I'm calling BS on this, but I'm putting it in anyways, says that there's a picture of her hiking in the forest on the day that she was murdered with her murderer in the background. I only found this picture on one site. Ugh. And I'm calling. Ew, ew, yeah. ew, ew, I have cold chills. Okay, hold on. Shut the fuck in the fucking half up. And then you see mm. the guy hiding. In the yellow rain jacket. Beth. But I only oh, found this. Oh my. Shut up. I only found this on one YouTube oh. thing. And I feel like that would be. Stop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, we have to post that because that is terrifying. Don't worry, I got it to post. Ugh. Okay, well, I'm, that was really good. Yeah? I feel like I was fully invested. I wasn't as talkative on that one because, like, I was trying to imagine everything in my head. It was a lot. But it was really Apparently, good. I have a thing for serial killers because we've done four episodes now, and three of mine have been serial killers. It's your it's your niche. I, I don't. Mm, niche. 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 I don't know why. I don't know why. But I just, 
I, I, those would seem to be the ones that I get more involved in. Maybe it's because they do more. No, I like a quick murder. You like a quick murder. I it's, like, it's because I don't have the attention span to, yeah. to read and then write that much. You know? Yeah. I get it. So, my daddy hates my language. Yes. Okay? So is my husband. Wow. So, we have Jordan here that has actually put on a shocker, um, like a TENS unit shocker. And every time I say a bad word, we're going to get a little jolty jolt. Um, and we're going to um, see if this works. So, if you hear me just, that's what it is. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start off with um, a recording. So, okay. it's actually three recordings. So, if you hear a pause in between, that's why. Okay? I'm going to put it back here. Okay, so this was the call that Hall County Sheriff's Office received from 38-year-old Stacy Showick. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's fine. Okay. It was on February 14th, 2010. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Hall County deputies rushed to the scene of Belton Bridge Park, a rural park in Lula, Georgia, the middle of nowhere, where they find 46-year-old Richard Showick sprawled out dead in the mud next to his truck. He was in the dirt landing, like where you put your truck in to go in a boat. Yeah. He was shot once inside of his truck, but that didn't kill him. So he got out of the truck, took about three steps, um, probably trying to run away, and was shot several times. Richard was there to meet his wife, Stacy, for a little rendezvous. Ooh. Uh-huh. It is Valentine's Day. Go by the boat dock. <laughs> to the park. Yeah, I go to the park. <laughs> Maybe they got a little public. <laughs> Stacy claimed that their marriage had been suffering sexually, so they made fancy Valentine's Day plans to meet at the park. Fancy. Mm-hmm. And, and get, get it, it on. in the truck. <laughs> and get it on. She said when they had started dating, they would randomly do this and act like teenagers, like making out and whatnot. So, according to the district attorney for Hawk County, this park was not a place you take kids or do anything like that. It was mostly like drug trades um, or sex. So it's a really good park. It's I'm guessing like Ben Burton Park, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah is that what yeah. you're thinking? That's what I was it's saying. those bees. Okay. Also, I have to show. I have you have to listen at what the I guess it would be Hall County former police commander has said about. Okay, like it's it's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, so. The commander, Woodrow Tripp, said that this location... Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> it's absolutely a great place to have a illicit liaison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's definitely like, hey, we want you to go from the news right now and talk about this. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the uh, perfect uh, place to go do it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It's romantic. It's a hole in the wall. Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stacy was brought in for questioning straight from the crime scene. The new widow was clearly distraught. They had the perfect marriage. She was. um, Except for sexually. Yeah. He was everybody's favorite of all of her marriages. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll get there. 
Stacy was a manager <laughs> of DeKalb Medical Center. So she was loaded. She started as a nurse after her first or second marriage. I don't know what it was, but she had two kids. And so she's like, I got to fix it. She was super smart. Went to school, came to be a nurse, whatever. Climbed up the, up right, the so ladder. She should be with Gary Michael with all these marriages. Uh, exactly. All right. Um, so she was able to support her children. And then she climbed her way up to the big time office manager at DeKalb Medical, making like six figures uh, when she met a patient at the office. Richard. I feel like you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah, man, you know, I don't think she has many morals, but, you know, what do I know? <laughs> you want to go meet her that shithole bark over there? <laughs> okay. So. Oh, no. No. I saw it coming. Oh, okay. Woo, son. Oh. It took me a second. Like, oh, yeah, it's a swear word. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad word. Yeah. Let me put this right there. Move it over here. <laughs> I didn't feel it on my leg. I felt it on my arm, though. Damn. Oh, is it on your neck? I'll, I'll put it right here, okay? Let me put it over my heart. Um, So she met her patient. She was going through a divorce when they met. But when the divorce was final, he moved in and took role of dad to her. Uh, She had three boys at this point. He even legally adopted her two youngest boys. Okay. Well, that's sweet. Yeah. Super sweet. In 2007, they eloped. Soon after, the graphic designer was laid off. Mm-hmm. But it was fine. She made enough money. She also had rental houses. With her extra money, she kept these rental houses. Like, she was loaded. She didn't have a fucking problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know it's coming. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. Okay. Ah! All right. All right. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> okay. She made enough money, and um, he was killing it at this dad, the stay-at-home dad thing. He was doing it all. Practices, making lunch, yeah. like loving the babies, whatever. So, when questioned, Stacy doted on her husband, but told them, you know, about their typical marriage problems, you know, no big deal. And when she started to get the sense that they were trying to question her a little too much, she was straight up like, oh, um, I've also been having an affair. His name is Juan. Look how I spelled Juan, because I couldn't remember how to spell it. <laughs> W-A-U-N. Juan. <laughs> okay. Uh- I couldn't spell one. Um, she's like, so I've been having this affair. His name's Juan. He's a medical assistant at my office. He's like big. Everything that R- Richard's not, he's big. He's got tattoos. He's all sexy and stuff. He knew that we were going to go meet there. I honestly don't think he would do this. Like, I roll. Right? Yeah, well, why'd you bring him up then? Exactly. I think she knew, like, oh, fudge. Gotcha. Or did she do it? Um. <laughs> So, investigators were quick to bring in Juan. I spelled it right then. In the next, because, like, I look, I kept looking at W U A N, and I'm like, that is not Juan. Like, I don't know. Whoa, 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 Did you whoa, look whoa. it up? Because you crossed it out. Well, I spelled Juan again with the W A U N, and then I was like, this um, looks wrong. Excuse me, Mr. Juan, you need to change the spelling of your name. It would be W A U N. And he had the perfect motive. Okay, so Stacy supplied him, like, she was his sugar mama. She supplied him with the house he lived in, him and his family lived in. She pays for his cars. They had just gone to Vegas in January. When investigators asked Stacy if Richard knew about it, she's like, I mean, he knew it was like a business trip. Juan also said, like, I thought they had an open marriage from what I knew. Like, they just both did their own thing. But it wasn't just a business trip. Uh, she was a hoe. So, they were thinking, we got him. He was afraid. Um, he was afraid to lose his sugar mama. So he, so he offed him. He's like, nah, I ain't losing this, this goodness, this get up. I'm living the life. 
But Juan was like, yo, mm, no, Stacy was a means to the end. Basically, he liked the money because it helped his family, but he was getting back together with his wife. Although Stacy says, was I wanting to be with Juan one day? Yeah, but not until the kids were out of school and my youngest is in first grade. And I would never separate Richard from the kids. Juan was like, psych! Also, this wasn't me. I was with my wife and her family for movie night on Valentine's Day slash night. And the family corroborated his story. Investigators were back at a square uno. No, they're not. The wife did it. You are the pull your panties up. Well, I'm sorry I'm a better investigator than them. Listen. Don't. <laughs> don't listen. Okay. Don't. Got it. No, just just respect the process. Trust the process. Okay. I know. They have to have like evidence. Yes. All right, so investigators' next move was to pull the cell phone records from the closest cell phone tower to the park. Luckily, this was a shithole, right? Ben Burton Park, um, Burton Bridge, Belton Bridge Park, shithole. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, it was so remote that there was I'm only... I'm so glad because she didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one tower around. Around the time of the murder, there was a call placed from a man named Reginald Coleman. Coleman was a previous felon from Philadelphia, but he had moved to Atlanta to reinvent himself, to better his life. He became a personal trainer, and he helped the youth stay out of trouble. And a murder for hire? Hold the phone. <laughs> Stop running my shoulder. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My bad. All right. Um, he was helping the youth in the city. The number he had called that night wasn't even Stacy, though. Oh, wow. Right? It was one of his many acquaintances. One of his. Oh, uh, so he's the one of his hoes for show. All right. Her name was Lenitra Ross. So they were like, let's look into her since all we, since this is basically all we have. After all, there was a, at the crime scene, there were three tire marks. His Stacy's where she had shown up and found him dead. And another one that they didn't recognize, but it didn't belong to his car. Reggie calling his girlfriend didn't seem like a big deal. So they looked into Lenitra's background. Turns out, do you know what Lenitra does for a living? Medical assistant. She's a medical biller mm. for DeKalb Medical. Do you know where she lives? Next door to them. Uh, in a rental home. Oh, from what's her yes. name? Yes. Okay. One of her rental homes. Um, they belong to Stacy. According to Stacy's attorney, Max Hirsch, Stacy and Lanitra, 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 they were close. They had become friends. They trusted each other. Phone records showed that the three had been in contact leading up to the murder. And the night of the murder, when Lanitra's records were pulled, it showed that she had sent a message to Stacy directly after she got off the phone with Coleman, who she also named Mr. Results in her phone. That's what he was labeled as. Uh, well, I guess. But, like, could Mr. Results be like, he works and gets me, like, results? Could it mean, like... He gets me fit. He gets me, like, fixed. He gets me uh, bent over the yeah. bed. <laughs> or, like, Mr. Results is in, like, you know, he killed somebody. Or maybe that's, like, his contracting business. Oh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> okay. The text message Stacy said, I hope you have a happy Valentine's Day. Code for he's dead. The fuck does that mean? Right? It was suspected that this was code for the job is done. Yeah, motherfucker's dead. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not a motherfucker. He's a good person. Richard, the one that's Yeah, I'm like, are we talking about? Okay. Stacy was officially under investigation. When the investigators looked into her bank records, their suspicions grew. 
Just a few days before the murder, Stacy had transferred $8,900 into Lenitra's account, who then turned around and transferred that money to Mr. Results. They yeah. were like, huh. That's a lot of money to be given someone who rents from you. Yeah. It's more than that security deposit. Although the money trail led to Reggie, the third tire tracks were throwing everybody off. They couldn't figure out who or what or where they belonged to. While Stacy was playing the part of the grieving widow, well, I mean, she was trying. Her family was like, this is some red flags here. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what she's talking red flags. Reports from her family said she wasn't really crying or seemed distraught. Like, she didn't even act like her husband had just been murdered. So, in can, May, what? Can I just say, if someone tries to murder my husband, first of all, I'll find you. Second of all, you ain't ever going to see me again. He's like, I'll find you. Yeah, I will find you. I like creepily, I will find you. <laughs> Do you be in the background of pictures creeping up? And, <laughs> like that Gary fella. Right? I, yeah. I think you killed my husband. <laughs> and then I'll kill them, but like make it torture. I don't think anybody could kill anybody that you are friends with because, like, you can track us too much. Yeah, I'll find you. Yeah. Yeah. You do stalk every single person. Okay. I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah. Literally, on my birthday, she called me and she was like, um, what are you doing at Hobby Lobby? And I was like, (laughs) lobbying. I don't know. (laughs) I have a a hobby that's in this lobby. (laughs) My time spent in dispatch served me well. (laughs) Okay. So, May 2010, Stacy's cousin, Constance... Notice something that was that really worried her. I'm getting a cramp in my foot. Okay. Oh, okay. It's not me. <laughs> her grandparents, who Stacy took care of, because they were like elderly and sick, um, their car was missing. She contacted the police and said something's wrong, and I really think Stacy has something to do with it. After all, she was their aide. But soon after the murder, Stacy sold the car. Oh, yeah. That's not mm, suspicious. Not suspicious at all, Stacy. All right. Don't go murdering people, but if you do, be better. Be better. Dumbasses. Oh. <laughs> but like, like, don't go murdering people. Yeah. Okay. Just know you're going to get caught. Stupid. Stupid. The police were like, oh, wait. Missing car. Unknown tire tracks. They tracked down the car's new owner. And compared the tire track tire tracks. <laughs> surprise, surprise, it was a match. They believe Stacy had given Reggie access to the Impala. What's that song with Impala in it? I like how you say Impala. Impala. What's that song? Impala. Shot collar, 20 inch blades. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. On the Impala. Yeah. They arrested Coleman on May 20th and took him in for questioning. Which, of course, he denied everything. Of course. Lenitra was arrested a few hours later, but she refused to rat on anybody, saying she wasn't involved. Wasn't me. Well, it wasn't me. Snitches when get stitches and the counter, wind up in ditches. It wasn't me. What? Snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches. Bitches. You're not going to shock her because she said this. Oh, <laughs> yes. No. Hold on. Pause. Okay. I'm ready for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, woo. I think he's missed a couple. You're upset. I have, but I've done. I've kind of paid attention to like some of the plus lighter ones I'm going to let go. Okay. Good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. No need to shock you every single time. <laughs> 
I don't need I to just, change who I am. I just got like the best video clip for your Facebook. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Was my camel toe in it? All right. Or my fat roll? Was my right. boobs in it? No, you <laughs> just got a dolly right. Brody's in the way. Okay. Where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Okay. She denied everything. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, whatever. But listen, police are like, you know what? That really doesn't matter. The tracks, the phone records, and the money, they all lead back to, well, all three of you. Stacy. Yeah. Yeah, but Stacy. Wuhan. Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wuhan. <laughs> oh, Wuhan. How dare you, Wuhan? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I like, you know how sometimes you like spell a word oh, and God. then you look, it can be like the word like dib. <laughs> And you're like, this doesn't look <laughs> right. Especially when you have to write it over and over again. You're like, ah, I don't think that's it. Like, I already can't spell. No. But I'll see, like, a regular word, and I'm like, mm. Yeah. That's when I just, like, change the, like, I'll oh. change the sentence. So <laughs> yeah. I have to use that word. Totally a different word. Like I'll my, use thesaurus if I need to. My reports, I'm national, and they're all paper. You mm-hmm. can see, I even have so many sentences that are, like, half written, and then just crossed out. That's where it would be. So, on May 25th, two days after Stacy spread her late husband's ashes from a hot air balloon, because he loved the hot air balloons, he was an enthusiast, she sprinkled them all over people. <laughs> Whole county. It's snowing. Catch a snowflake. Stick your tongue out and catch a snowflake. It tastes weird. It tastes like... It's like a little burnt taste. Yeah. What's up with this? Why does it smell like... Charcoal. <laughs> All right, Hall County arrived at her office at the DeKalb Medical Center and arrested her. So she changed her scrubs to her what's that outfit? Clothes to the jumpsuit, uh, orange jumpsuit. Yeah, she went from blue scrubs to orange jumpsuit. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> orange is the new blue. I was not going to say that word. All right, <laughs> but even if this was Stacy, she wasn't done fighting. Court began on May seventeenth, two thousand and twelve. After the arrest, the DA contacted Stacy's attorney, Max Hirsch, telling him, I believe that this is a death penalty case. Stacy was like, hell no, this ain't. I'm telling on everybody. F all you guys. I put the letter F so I didn't say it. So. <laughs> you can't go murder your husband and then not give the death penalty. Well, wanting the death penalty off the table, Stacy said she was willing to testify against um, the others, specifically Lenitra, who was her friend. So she's going to say, hey, I'm going to testify against all of y'all. Although, both of y'all did not throw me under the bus. I'm going to be sketchy bitch. And it's more and not her fault even, than, than either She's the mastermind, those. right? So but that's so stupid. I would be like, listen, no. We're going to get her to testify against you by telling her. Wait till, wait till you hear karma. Because, like, I, you know, like, first of all, all of them are in the wrong. Second of all, like, you're telling all your fucking friends who decided they were not going to tell on you. So, May 17th, Stacy testified against Lenitra. She told them her full role in the murder and admitted to being the mastermind. But in most of that, but most of the time, she had spent defending herself. According to Stacy, this wasn't anything to do with some petty-ass life insurance policy or some silly divorce. She was a pro at the divorce thing. She claimed her middle son started acting up. His grades started slipping. He began acting out. And he was lashing out at Richard, blaming him for everything that was going on. But you know what will fix that? Just just murder Richard. Everything. His fault. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. his fault. Just murder him. Right. Wait till you hear this. Because I feel like this is one of those things where you're like, oh my God. But I could be wrong. I just, that, maybe that sounds harsh. 
she said they were all they were bleh, at each other's throats all the time. But she just couldn't understand why. They had always had the best relationship and Richard was the best dad. So one day, Stacy confronted her middle son about it when he was 12 at this time. And he snapped back at her with, you don't know what he does to me when you're not here. She was like, what the fuck? Hell no. For the <laughs> Shock! Shock! Okay. And um, she jumped to all the worst conclusions thinking, he's touching my son. And... Let me tell you why I thought that. I'm being her right now. Because when I was um, small, I was molested as a child by a family member. And that trauma haunts me every day of my life. This is why I've been married 462 times. I don't think that love lasts. No, yeah. this was her fifth marriage. Um, I just like to exaggerate a little bit. Um, that's why I've been married 462 times. Love doesn't last. So when I thought that this was happening to my son... I lost it. Okay, you know what happened to your son? You were also married five times before your son was 10. Yeah. Like, let's not pretend like Richard, it, I don't know. Like, you're not the most stability like, for that child. Yeah, being around that many people in and out of his I life, mean, that's yeah, a little much. That's gonna, that's gonna give him a little PTSD right there. Yeah. According to Hirsch, she wanted to protect her son. But while she was protecting her son, she was reliving all of her past trauma. Remember, that's her attorney. So, he's, like, always going to defend her, saying, like, uh. So, this, like, this was trauma for her. Whatever. Whatever, bitch. Oh, what was her? So, the story goes, Stacy went to work, telling everybody the business. And her friend, Lenita, was like, yo, I know somebody who can fix this problem for you. Can fix it real quick. <laughs> My ex-boyfriend, Mr. Result. Let me, l let me put in a call for you. Mr. Results, you know, the one that's always trying to help out the youth in Atlanta, mm -hmm. heard about the alleged abuse. Oh, so we pulled on his heartstrings. We did. But he said, but you know this isn't going to be free, right? Like, I love the youth, but I'm not doing this for the youth. I'm doing this for the cash money, honey. I ain't killing everybody for nothing. Apparently, the $8,900, that's just a down payment. Well, yeah, you're half up front, half later. Uh, not even half. Stacy also agreed to give Lenitra the house that she was renting. Ooh. You get a fucking house. You get $8,900. It all, with everything combined, it ends up being an earning of about $100,000. It's a cheap house. With like everything in, oh, I guess that would be a cheap house. <laughs> <laughs> the plans were made. You and killed for a house. A house. Yeah. <laughs> you worth more than a house, baby. Thank you. All right. The plans were made and Stacy lured Richard into this shithole park with the promises of the good good. The good, good vagina. But instead That's of me, Stacey. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Stacy called him. She's like, hey, I'll give you this V. This WAP. WAP! <laughs> yes, I'll, look, I will WAP this on your WAP if you, sir, meet me at this park. And I'll whop it all over the place. It is the cap. Just whop <laughs> it everywhere. And if you see Stacy too, she's wearing the high-waisted pants with, like, beautiful lady, right, in the beginning. But, like, towards the end of the murder, like, ooh, I don't know what happened. Um, I need pictures. Oh, wait, I'll, I'll show you pictures. But, like, she's got these pants on and, like, the shirt's too short, you know? You know how older ladies will, like, tuck their, the, you know, their shirts that have the lines in them, like the jacquard, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a turtleneck. Yeah. And, like, they tuck it into their jeans. That Like, don't get me wrong. All of my jeans are high-waisted. Like, I've got to cover up my fupa, right? But, like, I wear a shirt long enough to cover the fupa. She did not. 
Okay. Kind of like a Karen thing. Like a Karen thing. Like a, like a potato on toothpicks. Like, mm. and the only reason I'm talking, I'm not body shaming because like my body's just the same. I'm just angry with her. <laughs> you okay. know? She's just a bitch. So. Yeah. So like, I'm so just, I'm just pushing all the buttons, right? I don't yeah. ever mean to body shame. I just really can't stand her. Yeah. So Get like, it. sometimes you just got to go, go low, go below the belt. Also, my belly looks the same. Uh, but instead of meeting Stacy, Richard was met with Reggie and his gun. Mm. And reports also say like that <laughs> <laughs> reports also say that um, he actually didn't have this gun. This gun wasn't bought by him. Stacy actually gave him the money, cash, to go purchase it under the table. Oh well, so it was like eight hundred bucks or something. We're really not smart about this. Mm-mm, that's when been cheaper to get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> right? And then not only that, but she tries to blame it on Juan. Uh, Wuhan. Wuhan. She tries to blame oh, well, it no, on No, she tries to say that it's her kid's fault. <sighs> so, so wrong. That's why I didn't shock you when you called her a bitch earlier, because she is a bitch. She <laughs> is a bitch. Okay. So, that's when Reggie called Lenitra and confirmed the kill. Done. Target acquired. Right. I also read on the Gainesville Times that Lenitra and Reginaldo had driven to the park. Maybe even Stacy had driven to the park a few days before just to like scout a test run. I'm way too nervous to be killing people like that. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I'd be like, what if someone comes up? I'd I'd piss myself. Yeah, I would tell on myself. Yeah, Mm -hmm, absolutely. Like I would literally not. I wouldn't be able to drive there because like. My anxiety is too high. No, and then I'd show I couldn't up, live with that. And I'd because, be like, Haley, I was here to kill you. Here's the gun. And yes. Pee everywhere. I'd go to the cops and be like, this is what I was supposed to do, but I just can't because I'm scared. So he called Lenitra and confirmed the kill, and Lenitra texted Stacey her happy Valentine's Day text, a.k.a. the job is done. All this bullshit from Stacey worked, right? Uh-huh. She was smart, remember? Mm-hmm. She put herself through nursing school. She yeah. She on the ladder. She was, I mean. She Good for her. On May 22nd, Lenitra was found guilty of first-degree murder. Rude. She received I mean, life. she deserves it. Yeah. She received life without parole. Gary Michael Hilton decapitated a woman and got life with Where, the same That is why I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. After Lenitra's sentencing, Reginald's people called the prosecute, prosecutor because they were like, oh, shit. Um, they're preparing a death penalty case against me, but, like, I'm ready to plea because I don't want that right? death penalty. Right? They all want, want the death that. penalty off the table. Yeah. That's why Stacy testified so that they would take the death penalty off the table. So on November 12, 2012, Coleman pleaded guilty to murder, also getting life without parole. So third dummy, third dummy up. Stacy hasn't been sentenced yet. Okay. December 3rd, 2012, she was back in court being a hoe. Remember, she had pled guilty to first degree murder, admitting to being the brains behind it when she was dragging Lenitra down. Right. right. So this is just her sentencing case. Also, remember, she had claimed that this was all because of what her son had said about Richard. Mm-hmm. Well, since that trial, investigators had followed up with the son. He was now 14 years old, but he denied any abuse. He had never accused Richard of abuse to his mother either. There was also absolutely zero evidence or hints that Richard had ever done anything wrong to those kids. Investigators actually believed that because he was such a good dad and he had such a good relationship with the boys that it might have caused his death. Because a, she was jealous. Well, if a divorce was coming, that might mean there was going to be a custody battle for the kids. Because he had adopted them. In which he would probably get custody because she was the full-time worker. And then she would have to pay him child support. Although she was a pro at this divorce thing, she had never gone through a custody battle. And all of her other ex-husbands like probably gave her money, her child support, whatever. Yeah. 
So this was all a new territory for her. She had never gone to custody battle in all of her previous 461 divorces. So with death off the table, because of her testifying, the judge either had a choice, life with or without parole. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stacy received life without parole. Even now in prison, Stacy still claims she believed Richard was molesting her son. According to her attorney, she regrets it. And she's so sorry. And she wishes she had stopped the plans. But let's be real. She's just sorry she got caught. Even yeah. her family believes that she belongs in prison. And I agree. And hey. how dare you do this to your kids? Oh, my God. Right? They've lost both parents. Both. Yeah. So her three sons went to live with family members. You ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this karma? Yeah. Stacy and Lenitra are both housed at the Pulaski State Prison. And if I could be a fly on the wall during that awkward moment of every freaking day when Lenitra's like, motherfucker, you told on me. You snitch, you get a stitch, end up in a ditch. Mm -hmm. Bitch. Ah! No! It's three times! Why is this done again? (laughs) Brody got concerned about you. All right, and that is the story of the Valentine's Day Black Widow. I would like to cite my sources, please, because I'm on top of it. I actually learned about this from episode 84 of Southern Fried True Crime. My girl, Erica Kelly over there. Let me just pretend like we're friends. She don't know who I am, though. Um, I love her. Southern Fried True Crime. Okay. Um, episode 84. Um, so then I found this on episode Snap, right? Yeah. So I purchased... The fucking episode of Snapped. I literally had to purchase it. Yeah. And so um, then I watched that. Uh, also got this from the Gainesville Times episode because recently um, they, Gainesville Times did an article on Lenitra because she's from Austell. They talked about, you know, just bullshit. So. Yeah. But that's the, the Black Widow. All right. This is the one that sent me into a panic attack earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. I think there's just so much going on, you know, that yeah. I just went into, like, I have so much. Haley know. gets nervous about murder. Oh, yeah. my God. I do. I went into, like, a full-blown panic attack. Like, I couldn't breathe in the car. And yeah. I, like, I got that message, and I was like, what do you down. mean calm you down? What's wrong? Oh, my gosh. Like, I haven't had a panic like a panic attack since the last time I went into the hospital. Yeah. Um, But I, I was pretty fucking close. Mm. I don't know why. I was just crazy. Yeah. Um... Okay. Like, just with the murder that just happened, like, there was a real murder that just took place here. Well, that's what we were talking about earlier, because we were going to do that other case in Oconee, mm-hmm. but then we decided, let's let's, let's leave Oconee away a lot. Yeah. Let's uh, respect the, the, the area. Mm-hmm. Let's respect the investigate. Let's just give everybody, you know what I mean? Not yeah. that we have, like, oh, listeners, but I would never <laughs> yeah, want anybody hey, Mom, to think. Yeah, hey, Mom, we decided to respect Oconee. <laughs> yes, um, but just if it ever got, I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I mean, disrespect anybody, and while they're so busy doing, yeah, working hard to Mm -hmm. catch a killer, and they no doubt will do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, so our newspaper ad comes out this week. It was not an ad; we didn't pay for it. You're right. Interview. The interview is supposed to come out this week, but we'll see because a lot of stuff came up, so it may not. Yeah, which we can't be mad. Oh my god, no, not at all. It'll be it'll be sometime. But I am excited about it. My mom said she wants an episode or she wants a copy of it. I'm like an episode of it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm going to have to go Thursday and buy the paper and hope that I'm in it. And if not, I'll have to go next Thursday and buy the paper and hope that I'm in it. And if not, next Thursday, I'll have to go buy the paper and hope We will patiently it. wait. Uh, also, we've got a few, a, a few people. A few people that have said, hey, I want to join your podcast. Well, if you do, write your story. Make it short. But write your story. Yeah, you be our You know, I've had a few people that have asked me. And I'm like, guest. yeah. Be your guest. Put your service to contest. All right. Well, I say, I say, we maybe pick somebody and let them come in. I'm, I'm here for it. The Facebook. Reviews. By the way, we have a Facebook. If yeah. uh, if you listen to this and you didn't know that, there's a there's a Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, but did you know? Because I tried to give it like a, a cute little at, and you can't write murder. Well, I mean that makes sense. It was like this word is prohibited. Yeah. So I think it's like just another end cast on Facebook. But you can search just another murder cast and it'd come up. I'm about to say okay. it comes up still. So I know. Yeah. But just like the little app, like the little Facebook slash, whatever, is just another M cast. I don't know any of that. Yeah, you're special. You just, you just, <laughs> you just tell me you want a podcast. Figure it out, Beth. Um, hold podcast. the phone because I have to edit this. I know, and I'm so proud of you because I was trying to look at it to edit it and I was like, nope, nope, not doing And now it. this one's two hours that I have to edit down. Yes, it is. Yes, so that's yes, going to take is. me a solid eight hours. Well, you can hang out at my house. I gotta go pick up my kid. I'll do it in the car too. It is time to go pick up your kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us again. Um, once again, we always like to say we never mean to um disrespect any of the victims, only the criminals. Yeah, because they're dicks. Yeah, because I don't really give a shit. All right, well, um, give us a like and share us and reviews and reviews and do all the things that most podcasters ask you to do. Go and listen to a different podcast and then do those things for us. Thank you. On the count of three, say jam. One, two, three, jam!